episode number 195 i'm your host aditya and along with me i have abhishek hello everyone and we record this on perhaps one of the most memorable days in the history of india in the recent past a big day for india a change in power and years from now you will always remember this day and ask yourself where were you on march 16th i know i'm dramatizing a bit more than what might be required but everywhere you go there are people talking which wasn't really the case last time around and that is exactly what modi in his acceptance speech asked the people and this is i'm talking about the speech that he gave the superstar like speech it was reminiscent of the acceptance speech given by obama and i'm saying this without any exaggeration he starts by saying अब कैसा लग रहा है अच्छे दिन आने वाले है प्लेस वॉज एंटायरली फिल्ड विद दोजन वॉज सच राइट एज यू सेड इट वॉज अस्टोरिक डे बिकॉज इंडिया हैज नेवर सीन सच रिजल्ट फॉर द पास्ट थर्टी इयर्स एंड इट गिवस ऑल द न्यूज पेपर्स अ गुड चांस टू लेट गो नाउ फॉर इंस्टेंस Maharashtra Times this morning it has it's a Marathi newspaper in India and it has Modi in mid flight in a superman outfit and it says super namo and then you have Mumbai Mirror and Modi is standing as if he were part of the Ashok Stamp in the lotus looking in three different directions Mint's front page is more like a user interface of Twitter which has Modi's tweet that India has won and the headline is Modi's movement and bjp spokesperson calls this an a tectonic shift in the polity of india you said about how big a victory this is this is a good way to put it and times of india's front page is samsung galaxy's ad they must have paid a bomb <laughs> to have there to get that out there and it I says bjp andhi flattens clan gandhi a cliched headline but it has a picture of rahul gandhi smiling and did you know that rahul gandhi smiling was trending on twitter yesterday for for some reason because it was a fake smile and we'll we'll talk about that you <laughs> know how how his press conference went about we'll talk about that so yes all the newspapers the social media facebook there are two completely different reactions there is nothing in between because everybody knew it wasn't about who is going to win but by what margin and because he will have an absolute majority and aditya I'll, i'll probe you on that a little further how does it work he has an absolute majority that means so let's talk about what we mean by absolute majority uh, i'm pretty sure everyone knows by now but let me just i mean humor me there are 543 constituencies in india each one sending one lok sabha candidate to get an absolute majority you need to be halfway which means you need to have 272 seats to be the single largest party and that is when the president of india invites you to form the government so in 1952 it started with congress 364 then the next year 371 361 283 352 and the elections after that that was after indira gandhi announced the emergency the first coalition government actually came in which is known as the bharatiya lok dal who was opposing indira gandhi's emergency tactics and all those things suppressing the press and all those things that is when congress dipped to 154 that was their worst performance as such sorry congress's worst performance actually comes in 1999 
with 114 seats so that was the last time when a non congress alliance got more than 272 seats however this is the first time that a non congress non alliance party has been voted as a single largest party by india since independence since we are talking about stats now this is congress's worst performance and so bad that it is down by half of its previous worst performance so congress has only 44 seats and when you add all the alliance parties it comes to 61 and bjp 282 and when you add the alliance parties it's 325 Yes, absolutely. And in Jairam Ramesh, the current environment or the erstwhile environment minister, in his own words, this performance is worser than the worst case scenario that they had planned for. I'm happy that they are conceding defeat, and some of them are being gracious. I think there is no way that they could have reacted in any other way, right? Any differently, because two eighty-two seats is ridiculous, which basically means that Bharatiya Janata Party, which was supposed to be the largest party in India, doesn't even need. and doesn't even comfortably need they have 282 10 more seats than actually required they don't even need the alliance nobody had thought about that to add to that there is a rule in the constitution which says that for you to form an opposition you need to have 10% of all the seats as in one party should have 10% of all the 545 seats which is 54 now congress has 44 seats which means so let me correct that slightly correct that right for a party to appoint a person as a leader of the opposition now all parties who have lost are part of the opposition right who are not in government are part of the opposition but to have a leader of the opposition you need to have 10% of the seats the party needs to have it. but in this case what we have is congress with a tally of 44 aia dmk which is jailalita's party with a tally of 37 and then biju janata dal is the next one with 30 30 odd part uh, 30 odd seats. so can't congress join hands with aia dmk and they'll have 80 odd seats and uh, they could but why wouldn't that happen it can of course happen right currently aia dmk is not part of upa so they will have to strike a special deal with them and the second point is if you were jailalita why would you want to create an alliance and let someone else from another party be the leader of the opposition you aren't going to get anything so why would you do that so where does this leave us as long as they do not do a mandavli of sorts we will not have a leader of opposition so the opposition will be this chunk of political parties without a leader is, is that how it works then Yes, absolutely. There will not be one single person who will be the leader of the opposition, and it actually works well for Congress, if you ask me, because Congress right now has a has a reluctant leader, right? Or we don't know who the leader is. At least they didn't want to project themselves having a leader. And with the way the press conference went, the smiling Rahul is just not going to cut it. I missed it. Go ahead. What happened there? So Rahul Gandhi and Sonia Gandhi both they invited the press for this particular quote unquote press conference, and during all this time while sonia gandhi was speaking and while rahul gandhi was standing behind he had this very awkward smile he was smiling more than he should have right you know how how you try to overcompensate right yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i i'm i'm not I'm unhappy not, i'm not unhappy it was that sort of a thing or maybe there is a possibility that he had gone to the election commission and requested them to consider the exit polls results instead of the real ones and he was happy <laughs> we are using their too Yeah but we still have a majority there anyway that was one of the tweets that were being circled around so that that teaches us one thing right never trust the 
exit polls uh, they were wrong by as much as 40% i think only one of them came close tanakya came close but look at the numbers who would have guessed these numbers the smallest margin the narrowest margin in this election happened in a constituency in ladakh which was 36 votes oh wow that's going down the wire that's that's yeah like- they they recounted the postal ballots in that case and they again announced it, it was 36 ballots the narrowest margin that a particular seat has seen is 9 votes again it happened back in 1998 and in 1989 so you might have read about reports where the polling stations were only meant for 11 people or 11 people only cast their vote in that because the rest didn't come up there was a station somewhere in himachal which was meant for 36 odd people or something like that and only 11 showed up that is why it is important to go out there and cast your absolutely vote. credit goes to the 66.4% of the voting population which was the highest in india when it came to general elections 9 lakh 30000 polling booths 8 million security personnel 5000 liters of that ink that was used to mark the fingers of 550 odd million people so whatever india does it's at a huge scale and it could not have gotten bigger than this because so many things had to be right for it to be so big all of india being disgruntled with the current state of things everybody spoke about change just like you had obama's yes we can campaign i think change was the over abused word currently in india and i got a chance during my lunch hour while i was coming home for lunch i don't think i should have said that but <laughs> I, yes i do come home for lunch ladies and gentlemen i have that little liberty anyway so i bumped into a few people and i, I just asked them what does this verdict mean to them one of them was a rickshaw wala and i was going to a petrol pump because mera petrol khatam ho gaya tha to to get some loose petrol so this is what the rickshaw wala had to say उसका कुछ बोल नहीं सकता it's a well known fact that he sleeps only 3 and a half hours in a day rest of the time he's completely working for the past 14 years he hasn't taken a vacation day he challenges is like he show me the day when i have taken time off and he mentioned in his speech is the one thing that the opposition can't say about me is that i am not a hard working guy and i am here for you to work and thank you for the mandate that you are giving i think that is what has clicked among people who are the majority of the voters not the educated class but people who work there the masons the rickshawalas the taxi drivers and the kamwali bhais who go out there and vote and hope that something good might come of it now i bumped into three construction workers who were resting in the afternoon taking a nice nap and again the same question and when you start listening to this you might hear a few claps in the beginning that's not because they are applauding modi but because one of them is beating a tambaku onto his palm and he's <laughs> talking while he's talking. right so here 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 goes just to cut that short he's saying that acha rahega kuch kaam kar dikhayega and he's saying that if he does what he did in gujarat he will be respected and there is no reason why he won't be popular among the masses this is another reason right the people how do i say it without sounding derogatory is all these people from the lower strata 
right or the working class or the the machines and all the the daily wage laborers they look at him as something modi is aspirational let me cut it short the daily wage laborer wants to be that he was a chai wala and this was fed by manishankar ayer to the modi campaign and they just they built on run with it right? they ran yeah. with it. they they said okay that's true i am a chai wala i was a chai wala rather but if you want to bring that up in an election rally in the way that they did then i am going to have chai pe charcha <laughs> yes exactly on google hangouts and i think it had the highest ever google hangouts uh, tag in the history of google hangouts in india or maybe there is a, some baffling stat yes yeah so they did uh, here, here is something for stats right modi since september 15th he addressed 437 public meetings large meetings we are talking about 1 lakh plus audience in 25 states he did 1353d rallies total public meetings stood at around 5827 meetings which include 4000 odd chai pe charchas his campaign was just so well run is that they picked up on things that were happening on the fly and made something out of it. and that is exactly i think something that you need in a highly dynamic government right you know an incursion happens in china you know how to react to it quickly and make the most for your country and talking about reacting quickly i spoke to a guy who was in his mid who is in his mid 60s and he was a consultant to a company who which wanted to set up a plant in gujarat they sought an appointment with narendra modi he said i'll give you only 15 minutes so he walked into the room at 9:15 he left at 9:30 heard the presentation he asked just two questions he said that uncle told me he asked just two questions kitna logon ko employment milne wala hai what what are the number of people that you're going to employ and can you start the work as of yesterday if our people give you the go ahead after the relevant paper work so the next question that i asked him was how long did it take for you to clear the paperwork there were five clearances one of them was from the environment minister so that every project before it starts you need a sign off from him so that you don't pollute the environment etc modi deputed an ias officer to them morning uh, 9:45 they started the process evening 7:30 they had all the signs in place the next morning they were told that they could start their business the ias officer was monitoring whether or not they will keep their deadline after 9 months they started the plant after 8 months modi gave them a congratulatory letter signed by him saying that hey welcome to gujarat and this is exactly what has been lacking so far right this is exactly why the fiis pulled out even investment within the country right fiis to sab log bolta hai lekin nobody from india itself was also putting up money exactly because of these environment clearances and that's why we saw the way bsc reacted the indexes react do you have any numbers there i think we breached 25000 on the day of the elections or the day before i think when exit polls first came out not the day before the announcements the very next day sensex reached 24000 from 23000 to 24000 was the fastest ever 1000 point rally ever in bsc in the first 2 hours of results the sensex had crossed 25000 for the first time again which was a 6% high from the previous day and then it settled at the end of the day at 24121 again it goes back to the things that you mentioned right now is you know decisiveness and making things happen you bet you might want to concede that this is a knee jerk reaction from the stock market and a little bit of a gift rather a sigh of relief and the numbers just shot up now the question is what will he do and how will he now that he has an absolute majority people will look at him for the change that he's been promising and one of the shopkeepers he's the owner of a puri bhaji kendra ah, 
it's a tiffin service tiffin service and the, the sound quality is bad but he told me that karega modi karega lekin filhal 4 saal tak kuch nahi kar sakega paristhiti kharab hai bolega maa aur bete ne sab kharab kar rakha hai aisa bolega is what he said so he was quite skeptical and he said that things will not happen overnight and that we will have to wait for him to clean the mess that was created by congress now one would not want to pardon or condone that because you don't want that to be the reason for slow growth people will look for him because the first 100 days of any new government is very crucial now if you remember 10 years back congress in its desperation said that everybody will be granted employment or was it 100 rupees per day uh, worth of employment for life when they started off it was like doling out free cash that did not work shop based uh, incentives which is something that has failed one of the things that this election also has revealed is that sop based incentives is not something that the people want otherwise they got mg narega mahatma gandhi narega scheme right. which is a rural employment guarantee scheme and all those sort of things but that clearly had to woo voters rather than to good in the long term so in future sop based schemes won't work as a election tactic if you notice the other thing that this election has also revealed is that look at up 73 seats out of 80 what does that mean is narendra modi has cut across caste and class because there is a huge disparity in up and then of course age the thing that people were most skeptical about modi which is will he be able to get allies because of his gujarat the right background the election results say that he has been very successful that minorities don't care about those things anymore or care less about those things not enough to have an impact on election results well i think people will disagree and i think i'm part of that gang because muslims will be circumspect with modi coming into power although his campaigning was moderate and he did not pit hindus against muslims wherever he was given the opportunity but another guy that i spoke to said it's good to wait and watch it's a scary situation because his past does not help in doing anything for the muslim community for instance in gujarat there is an act which prohibits people from the muslim community and the hindu community to deal with each other when it comes to buying land only so that there is there is no reason for them to get violent against with each other see i think those sort of things are very sociological even if there are no rules in maharashtra i know of housing societies that don't allow for people from other communities to come in that is not done by a particular person it is as i said it is a social problem it is a sociological problem as long as the government doesn't fuel it they are all right because yes you are right even in certain communities which are 100% vegetarian they do not allow non vegetarians to stay in that building of course that's not based on caste but on food habits but when things come to caste you've got a problem and if the government fans that and the possibility with modi at the helm is immense because of his past that's why the muslim community is a little skeptical in amdabad the whole of amdabad baroda everybody is rejoicing but there is a place which is teeming with muslims and they live in harmony but they are not celebrating with the same vigor with which their hindu friends are because of again the blot that he has that goes back to 2001 one thing that goes for him though to repeat what i said earlier is that he hasn't given any reason for us to believe that he might use caste as a reason to because he didn't use that as a reason to get votes you said sometime back about how minorities went with him in these big 
take uh, places like Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, where last time they only had won nine seats in Uttar Pradesh. And these are important states which send up to 120 representatives in the Lok Sabha. So let's wait and see when it comes to these things. And this time, just to again, going back to statistics, this is the lowest number of Muslim MPs that have been elected in the Lok Sabha election since 1952. So there will be only 24 MPs in the 16th Lok Sabha this time, which was a question that was posed to him. Looking at the candidates that you have given the ticket to, there aren't a lot of Muslims. And there was a clear-cut answer is that we didn't have good enough candidates from minorities and we are not going to give tickets to people who are subpar. So let's see. He's given us a lot of hope. He's talked a big game. Now it comes down to delivering. And I hope he doesn't do an Arvind Kejriwal. He has a lot of political background to do anything stupid like that. I think he's a very wily politician. Uh, that uncle with whom I was talking to, he said that he he knows his audience. When he addresses students, like he did at an event, he did not talk politics at all. When he's addressing masses, he knows how to slip in a joke to get them to listen to him. It is not about a rant that some of our politicians do, including Rahul Gandhi. When it comes to knowing who your audience is and how to talk, I think you would want him there for two reasons. One is lack of alternatives. Second, it's good to give a chance to somebody who's been in the ranks and... He's come up the ranks, right? He's come up the ranks, yeah. And Modi, in the current lot, is easily... Imagine a classroom of kids. He scores high on the report card and is also street smart. Of course, he that blot, again, we will keep coming back to it. He will have that on his sheet. But now that he's up there, we will see what he does with it. Absolutely, sir. So... And how did you celebrate? I mean, where, where were you? I was glued in. I was in front of the TV the whole day. I was following minute by minute and NDTV did a fabulous job with Pranay Roy hosting the election results. He was very calm, composed, unlike Arnab Goswami running up and down the fancy set that they built. And it was refreshing to actually watch good analysis by Pranay Roy. Amazing. You know where I was. These are the times when ones who work from home should be a little jealous. I was in the office and Ah. it was a bit of a festive atmosphere. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't because BJP came into power, but more because Congress has been stomped out Out of completely. completely. And there was a big projector which had real-time updates that were going about. And uh, when we saw the results, one of them who happened to be a Gujarati, he's a big-hearted guy, he called a pune and there were five or six people who jotted down the menu. And the menu was Dhokla, Fafra, <laughs> Jalebi, Chutney. This is how it was, the office atmosphere. Just listen to this. Here are people popping out of their cubicles and shouting over each other to the pune about what they should be ordering. Most of it is in Marathi, but listen to the keywords, the menu. <laughs> Yes, Aditya got that one. For the ones who are wondering what we are laughing about in the end, there was this Maharashtrian colleague of mine who says, slip in a bottle in the end, let's celebrate while in the office. Those were the scenes, man. And it's fun only because there is some change. And for people who hate dynastic politics, and you keep bringing that up from time to time, Aditya, where it seems more like a monarchy because Gandhi family has been running this for a long time, it'll be fun to watch a new face on the TV channels. There will be a little more interest in politics among people. So it's it's not just about dynastic politics, Abhishek. What this election has also shown is that people who have felt that they were actually entitled to a seat, they have actually been shown the door. So if you take a look at the list of candidates who have lost this time, Kapil Simple, Farooq Abdullah, 
Arun Jaitley from BJP, he lost by one lakh margin. Then Sharad Yadav lost. Rabri Devi, she lost. People from Maharashtra who lost itself include Priya Dutt, Sanjay Dutt's sister. And this was the third time that she was running. Nilesh Rane, son of uh, Narayan Rane, he lost. All these people who thought that they would be winning by default have lost very badly. And there was a threat on Sharad Pawar's daughter's seat. She finally won it by 60,000 votes only. The earlier win was 3.5 lakh odd votes. But this time it has come down to 60,000. There is a bit of a crunch there. Even in Amethi where Rahul Gandhi won, he did not win by a margin that Congress usually wins there. And that is the home pitch of Congress. It's a brilliant thing for democracy, especially for a country like India. This shake-up was required and this time voters did come out and vote. And of course, Congress hunted down a kulhari and stuck their foot into it by not doing anything in the last five years. That's why they are out. Oh yes, coalition dharma, as Manmohan Singh would put. He submitted his resignation yesterday. He addressed the nation for one last time. And now the next step is going to be formation of the next government. On the 21st, Modi is going to be sworn in as the next prime minister. Of course, the cabinet will be announced before that and all the portfolios because the swearing in for those guys will also have to be done. And here, formation of the cabinet would mean having those important portfolios like defense ministry and the finance, who will be the finance minister. And all of these guys for all these 10 years have only known to fight back at the ruling party. Now they will go back and open their books, I think. Isn't that right? They'll just open their books and brush up on the knowledge for the portfolios that they will handle. They will have advisors. They will have those bureaucrats. But but think about the top leaders, right? They have already been in the government once with Atal Bihari Vajpayee, which basically means that they would have probably become wiser and better at running a government. The only inexperienced guy at the national level is the prime minister. I think he has enough experience in turning around a state so he's done those little things right. One guy walked up to him, again, wanted to set up a plant. This guy got him in touch with the IAS guy. And six months later, this guy was making bogies for the Delhi Metro and Modi went and inaugurated the first bogie that was given. So when you talk about he sleeps only for three hours a night, more importantly, what he does for the 21 hours when he's awake, I think he spends most of his time talking to people and getting these things right. And these are the times when the camera is not rolling. So you would like to concede that he is the right person right now. And he's also adept at when the cameras are rolling. The way he went to his mother to seek blessings, the way the meeting was arranged in the veranda and not inside where the cameras could see them. It's a show finally, right? It's a show it is, it is. which brings in confidence to other people and it's okay. I think the last time when anybody was so excited was when Tendulkar made his debut or when Tendulkar became a sensation. 25. Yeah, when he was 25. April 23, 1998. The Sarja series. The Sarja series. You see the pictures of Modi showing his ink-stained finger and there are hundreds of people wanting to touch him. That didn't happen with Dr. Manmohan Singh or any politician that I can... Maybe Rajiv Gandhi. He had that flair, charisma. Also, the media, we see more of it today than we did when there was no media back then. But he's quite a superstar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is good, right? Which means that people want to follow politicians now, which those politicians were getting a bad name. Let's see if he can bring it back. So let's wrap this up, but not before getting in reactions, international reactions. What is everyone saying? President Obama finally gave him a phone call and congratulated Narendra Modi. 
and he invited him over to the us so that we can quote unquote further strengthen bilateral ties which basically means that your 9 year visa ban has been revoked then the other government officials also informed that the prime minister of india can come to the united states on a1 visa which basically started the joke which goes like once again this proves that gujus will do anything to get a us visa oh. <laughs> <laughs> they are a fun loving and hu- completely humor filled community uh, they will not take offense absolutely <laughs> just like sadarjis are sporting uh, and then john kerry secretary of state congratulated him through twitter david cameron prime minister of uk gave him a phone call and then also tweeted it out i don't know what's happening with this twitter thing man i mean you just spoke with him you know why do you want to know post on twitter oh that's what people do know that hey look i'm with this guy yeah it, is it now a formal way to announcing is it like a formal way of making pr announcements india has one might be the most retweeted text tweet after the oscar selfie picture oh yes because we are so many of uh, and narendra modi put that out india has one was this tweet was it yes india has one that is another thing we haven't spoken about the adoption of social media modi is on man i mean he mentioned in his acceptance speech as well that he is on youtube he's like taking selfies of him after after casting a vote he took a selfie and tweeted that out with his mother he is on to it man and rahul gandhi doesn't even have a website that shows you some that dynasty not wanting to connect the economist did a wonderful video review of the indian elections and tom standage was on it he said that modi is running a blitzkrieg of a campaign against a lackadaisical candidate who seems to be more interested in playing games on his smartphone than connecting with people on the ground beautiful yes so i'm pretty sure modi will be doing a lot of traveling now because that is going to be one of his key things is getting investment back getting companies to invest in india improving the ratings that had dipped by the international analysts so getting that back on i wonder if he will be talking to sonia gandhi over the phone he said what have you done just tell me just give me some knowledge transfer just tell me how bad is it <laughs> it's done now i can't withdraw my candidacy they have voted for yeah. me and i'm stuck with it just help me out please yes and before we wrap up this episode let's just run through some of the beautiful sounds that some of our listeners have sent in that we had requested last time just flip your phone and record a 10 second clip wherever you are and we have a few and we have from ashok venkat muskan alok and narendra now ashok is in munich in germany and he sends us a clip of this is the scene he says he writes that there are people who are surfing on an artificial wave that is created in a river in a famous english garden and it's like we used to do when we are in sl world we used to stand in the line and get into the dashing cars and then after those 3 minutes are done go back in line so that's what people do there because only one person can surf at a time ah yes thank you you just shortened it i have to learn to be a little more brief and this listen to this ek second my laptop is 786 takes some time 786 opening play <laughs> You can actually see all these messages, is it? Yes, yes, you can. You That's can slow. open. Yeah, and it's Windows Media Player Classic Home Cinema on which I'm playing it. All right, listen to this. Yeah. 
it seemed like back in the early 90s when your antenna goes bad on a television set and there used to be that rain drops on the screen yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was kind enough to send us a video it looks pretty awesome where there are artificial waves being created and you can surf on them and we also have a very interesting one from Venkat from Singapore and he was riding on a Singapore metro called MRT and the train was approaching a station called Dhobi Ghaut I don't know how to it. Yeah, I think... I mean, Tamil is the one of the official languages there. There's just way too many Indians there. Yes, and he recorded the announcement uh, while he was in the train. And there is an announcement in Tamil too. And Tamil is one of the national languages there. So, yeah. here goes from Venkat. <laughs> In the end, there is the Tamil announcement that happens. And I think this is beautiful. Please keep sending them in. We will play Muskan, Alok and Narendra. This has been a long episode. We'll play all three sound clips that you've sent us in the next one. Keep sending them in. It's good fun. Absolutely. We have received a few more, as Abhishek mentioned. And thanks a lot, Venkat and Ashok. Ashok, I know, is a long-time listener and an active contributor. Venkat as well, he, he mentioned that he is a long-time listener. I don't know whether we should be giving out where they work and all, but they have mentioned it to us. Uh, yes, it'll help if you can give us, yes, not the company that he works in, but the place that you are in. That is the charm of what we listen to. So Absolutely. it's like you, we need to know where you are. So yeah, it could be an elevator where you're doing things to... Someone, but it's no, all no, right. no, no. Please don't do things to people in the elevator. <laughs> oh yes, no, no. Consensual. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Public places now. But thanks a lot, guys. We also have a few more, and don't think that we won't be playing them. We are just pacing them out, and keep sending them in. Abhishek, do you want to you know tell people what we are doing once again so that the new listeners can also sure whichever place you are in anywhere in the world if you find anything interesting happening around you. Audio-wise, just record those 10 seconds, email us on indicast at theindicast.com and you can mention in a line or two. And Ashok does it very well. He's got two bullet points. The place, Munich, Germany. The scene, surfing on an artificial wave created in a river, famous blah, blah, blah. So you can do that. The place where you are and the scene that you're looking at and we'll play that out for everyone. Yes. Thanks a lot. So we look forward to other submissions as well. Keep them coming. It helps us going. And this has been a long one. We just covered one topic. It's not every day that uh, this happens. The last time it happened, it was 30 years ago. Everyone's excited. We wish everyone the best of luck because we need it. And best of luck to Modi and hope that he delivers. That's all that we can do. And of course, before we go... Log on to www.theindicast.com if you have any comments and episodes from other shows. We also have a Facebook group, so please join that group as well. We are also on Twitter at Indicast. And if you want to follow us personally, I am at AC Mahatre and Abhishek is at Abhishek Kumar. Please follow us there. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.